<laughs> he said, <laughs> luck can get you in, but luck can do the job for you. So somewhere, people or mediums in your life that you come across, or this mediums if there is such a word, <laughs> they can get you somewhere, but ultimately you have to do it. Same thing goes on the spiritual path as well. A guru can give you a mantra, a guru can give you initiation, but you have to walk the path. So it's only 20%. Some <laughs> events are fixed, but not in everybody's life. The one who has found the secret of working in harmony with nature is unbound by destiny. Such a person is not tied by karma anymore. When you understand, when you get a grip on how not to resist and how to work in harmony with nature, then you are free. Because scriptures say this one thing, you know, that three things are absolutely fixed in life. Even astrologically, even astrological scriptures, uh, texts, three things are fixed, all others can vary. A, in which family you are going to be born into, your birth is fixed. B, your marriage or marriages, <laughs> they are fixed. That's fixed, who you are going to get married to and when, if you are going to get married. Third. Death. Death is fixed. But you know, if you have really strong willpower, which anybody can build with meditation, or just by following their purpose in life, you can change even these things. Then you get a control over which kind of womb you step into in your next life. You have control over when you want to say, tada, <laughs> then you say, bye-bye, I'm done, I'm going, I'm leaving. You have control over that. And you also have control over whether or not you'll end up in that uh, joke of an institution called marriage. <laughs> then, then you, <laughs> all due respect to married people here. So uh, <laughs> then, then you control even those aspects of your life, because you don't control at all. You see, most people are unable to control because they are trying to control. I sound very cryptic. <laughs> uh, I always wanted to say things very simply and uh, saw all the uh, mumbo jumbo and all that. But most people are unable to control things in their lives because they are trying too hard to control. And when you try too hard to control, you say, this is my framework, this is what's supposed to happen, and that's it. But life is saying, oh, but I'm going to take a little turn here. You say, no, you're going straight. And there's that resistance there. A person who does not control is in, is in greatest control. That's being in harmony. In fact, uh, today I was reading my book, uh, I got the physical copy today, A Million Thoughts. 
And there is this beautiful line in that book uh, that I had to write. <laughs> no, really. I was reading this. I saw you wrote this. <laughs> no, really, it's really, really. <laughs> it's very insightful. <laughs> so, Devi asks Shiva, why is a person suffering? Why do people suffer, basically? And Shiva says, um, they are not in harmony. Their speech, action, thoughts, and consciousness are not in harmony with each other. And then Shiva says something amazing. He says, suffering is alignment. So when nature forces you to align yourself with what nature wants to do, when universe forces you to align yourself with what universe wants from you, you say, oh, I am suffering. That's all suffering is. And there's a very, something I say quite often, you know, pain is inevitable. There is no escaping from pain. Human life is pain. Even meditation cannot help you to, uh, in escaping pain of ordinary life or ordinary pain of normal life. But suffering is very much our choice. It's a, uh, it seems like it's a choice. I may have given you the impression that you choose, but somewhere it's true as well. We, how we take life determines how, what are we gonna feel about our life. So just on the side about the karma, and then one more little question, if I may. Yeah. Um, family's karma, let's say blood relationship. Are we responsible for like parents or siblings' karma? Or to reverse it, let's say if mm -hmm. I do a lot of sadhana, will my punya be transferred or like um, has, will have its grace to my family too? So the question is, uh, do other people's karma, especially those in your family, have an impact on you and does your karma have an impact on others? If you walk into a room with perfume on, would other people smell it? Would they be affected by it? Unless they have sinusitis or, <laughs> or something like that. Similarly, unless somebody has insulated themselves from your karma, they would be impacted. Not just your family, not just your immediate family, that your neighborhood, the society around you, that city, the town, that state, that country, this world, and this universe. Everything is, is impacted by our karma. And sometimes that's why good people suffer. They step into somebody else's karma. Even sometimes out of compassion. For example, if you are in a difficult relationship, now, we could say, oh, I'm suffering because it was my karma, for example, I could say that. But no physical suffering is happening to me, so I'm not getting any, uh, you know, suffering because of my karma. It's not like uh, I've contracted some grave disease. If I lose a limb in an accident, I would say this is my karma, for example. But if I'm suffering, which means I am being put through circumstances I find not pleasing, 
then sometimes it happens when you step into somebody else's karmic field. If you have a sibling who's, for example, in having troubles with the law, you know, or, uh, or, or a drug addict, or, you know, whatever it be, the, and the police comes to your home every week, every other week, every 10 days or every month, you haven't done anything wrong, but you have to put up with that, that maybe either disgrace or shame or all the other feelings you may feel at cops coming in your home and questioning you. You haven't done anything to deserve that. But sometimes you actually do step into somebody else's karmic field. So it is not just possible, but it happens all the time that your punya karma protects others. And I think it's something the Vedic civilization understood more than 40-50,000 years ago and that's why this whole relationship of Guru-Disciple came about. And in all the more recent religions, we have books and we have custodians of those books and we can give them whatever name and they and people go to them for guidance and they open the book and say, the book says this. <coughs> but in Vedic civilization, no such method ever existed. It said, look, this is nature. Everything is God. Look upon everything as divine. Pray to everything and see everybody as God. Because you will be impacted by what others do or don't do. And it's like uh, singing, you know. If you are singing in a chorus, one bad singer can destroy the whole chorus if he or she is particularly loud as well. The others have made no mistake, they are following uh, the score. But one person is not, and one person's karma is impacting everybody else's. And that's why my happiness, my state of happiness, how I feel about life is quite an individual affair. But only so much. Ultimately, it depends on how happy the society around me is and, and how happy I keep myself and others around me. Everybody rejoices when everybody is happy, mostly. So, I hope. So, no more questions? So, what we'll do, uh, I'll figure out what we'll do in the meanwhile. But we'll have a meeting at 8 o'clock. Um, are you here? You're leaving tomorrow? Yes. What time? Um, I'm after afternoon. Okay, good. So, then we'll have a detailed meeting in the morning. Okay. So Shelly and Vishal, their team have uh, done a new website for the ashram. By the way, the, my blog that you see, it's all there, don't <laughs> So if uh, anything is lacking... <laughs> so they have designed the new website for the ashram, which is quite in line with uh, the blog design. But what's really remarkable about it, it's got full payment integration. 
So people can book an event, they can add the names of the participants, age, everything, select and pay online using credit card, debit card, net banking and everything else. Get a PDF receipt right then, uh, which is, you know, giving them tax deduction. They can even do donations. So it's the human intervention is now uh, come down. So remarkable workshop. Okay, now that pleasantries are out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> So if there is nothing, we can maybe sing a couple of bhajan and call it a night. Do you want to play? Do you want to play? Do you want me to play? Yeah, why not? We can um, hear what you played uh, yesterday. Jaya okay. Jagadambi. What do you think? Do you or something else? Or yes. You have something else? Yeah. Your sleeves are right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but well, whatever you feel like then. No, I don't know. Sure. Hare Krishna Kirtan. Uh, Narayana is also good. Together. Yeah, okay. So, sir. You can record. Hers will record properly. Mm. Or we can record this as well. We should try. But I'm just thinking it's better to record it in the temple because of this background noise, sound effects, unwanted. <laughs> Sanjeev, just take it off and take it off and take it Can I just have the books please? And do you need that stand, music stand? We can put it down. No, you don't. Okay. There's a little bit less light here. This is a little one. Okay, I'm just taking it. So you're recording the button off. Recording. Me off the next second. Take it. It's all in me. So I'm just to pick up the first one. You're legit to make it high. Sindhura Runa Vigraha Trinayana 